Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you are doing fan-freaking-tastic. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when your college degree just isn't enough. So, stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting into it here. So you have a degree, you just recently graduated, and you're struggling to find a job. I hear you. I graduated in 2008, which is when the market was crashing and nobody was hiring. So I literally understand how you are feeling if you are experiencing this. And a lot of companies want someone with experience, even for the entry-level jobs, which is so incredibly annoying and frustrating and just honestly bullshit. So let's dive into some tips here on what you can do if you find yourself in this particular situation. I have 14 tips for us, so let's dive in. Number one, we need to ensure that we're looking for truly entry-level job. So what I mean by this is if you are looking for junior-level roles and a company may call a junior-level position junior, but they may want like three to five years of experience, right? So we're looking for truly entry-level positions and every company is going to have different naming conventions. So I know I've talked about this in previous episodes, but we could have, let's say, associate software developer and And in some companies, that's going to be super entry level, very junior. And then in other companies, that's going to be more of a senior role. So understanding and really looking. So when we see a word, not assuming, oh, junior means entry level or even associate means entry level, like really reading the job description and the qualifications that they're looking for, right? Now, if they say this is an entry level software developer role, but then in the requirements, it's like three to five years, then that's just the frustration we're talking about, right? (laughs) But just making sure it aligns and we are not only looking at title, but looking at the actual description itself. Number two is not avoiding roles just because they have, let's say, one year of experience. So you could have an entry-level role where it's like entry-level software developer, one plus years of experience. If I have no working experience, but I have my college degree, I'm still applying for roles that require one year of experience because I probably have one year of project work I did in school or one year of my own projects I've worked on, or one year of like paid contracting type work, maybe I did on the side for a friend of a friend, that sort of thing. Now, when they're starting to ask for three, four, five years, I'm probably avoiding those roles, but one year, definitely do not avoid applying to those. I would consider those ones fair game. (laughs) Number three, list your education towards the top of your resume with your graduation year. So majority of the time, I'm telling you to take the graduation year off your resume. If you are a recent grad, I'm telling you just the opposite. (laughs) Put it on there, 
so people know you're a recent grad because you're going to have your education somewhere towards the top. And if you really have no working experience, you're going to put your college experience in there, the projects you've worked on, things of that nature. Number four, make sure that you are including all of your working experience. Even if you worked at like Taco Bell for two years in college to get, you know, walking around money, right? (laughs) Make sure you're putting that on your resume if you don't have any other working experience. It proves you've had a job and it shows that you didn't just go through college without working. Number five, absolutely always make sure to include any sort of internship or like summer work program or whatever sort of working type of role. God, it's been a minute since I've been in college. Like a work study. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Anything like that, absolutely make sure that's on your resume. Number six, I briefly touched on this, but make sure that you create a school project section of your resume. So most people have some sort of interactive class, capstone, uh, whatever your college calls it, where you're working on a major project that is supposed to mimic a real working situation as you would find in the business world. So make sure you're including that, but also make sure it's clear that that project was a school project. We don't want to mislead anyone and make them think that we were working for a company for that project. Number seven, sharpen your interview skills. So it's possible you're not getting hired because you are a recent grad and you haven't interviewed very much. So you need to hone in those skills. If you are struggling with this, I have on the website a directory of the different episodes we've talked about here on the podcast and there's an interviewing section. So go back, listen to the episodes on interviewing and practice. Ask your mom, ask your dad, ask a family member, ask a close friend. Hey, can you ask me these questions? So you can be as prepared as possible for your interview. And number eight, be open to taking an unideal role if it can lead to a role that you want in like a year or two. Now, I don't want you to be unhappy in your role. If you've been here for a minute, you know that. However, if there's a role that isn't going to be miserable for you, it's just not ideal, it's like, okay, fine. (laughs) sort of feeling about it. If you can take a role that's okay, fine, and that can lead to the dream job in a year or two, I would recommend taking it. However, if that role that's going to lead you to a dream role is going to make you miserable for a year or two, that's probably not worth it. So I just be open to the possibility that it may not be perfect out of the gate. I know when I graduated, like I said, it was a crappy time in the economy. I had quite a few jobs I did not like. It took me a minute to really find what I love to do. However, I learned a ton and a girl had bills to pay. So (laughs) I did what I had to do. But also a lot of those jobs, not only did I not like them, a few of them made me genuinely miserable. So it is the reason why I'm so passionate now about making sure people love the work that they do because you can have that. And I know how it feels to not have that. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Number nine, (laughs) make sure that we include your work study programs on your resume. So I mentioned that, but it's its own bullet. 
Number 10, try to gain experience through gigs. Maybe that is through Upwork. Maybe that is through a service like Fiverr. Maybe it is working on projects just by networking with people that you know. But try and get into that quote-unquote gig economy, right? Where if you can't get a full-time role, maybe you can get like a short-term contract. Like, hey, we just need someone to help us with this small project in software development. It can be an entry-level person because we just need them to do X, Y, Z. Little projects like that add up to some really great working experience. And number 11, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. However, if you have bills to pay and you need to keep a roof over your head and you have to get shit done, you may have to work a quote unquote sucky job just so you can start your career. Maybe that means you working at, uh, I don't know, like a retail store. Maybe it's Verizon slinging phones for a year, right? Just again, to get your career started. I can speak from experience that I would rather have what I feel is a sucky job and pay the bills versus not paying the bills and have that added stress. Because let's be honest, if we can't pay our bills, we're behind. You know, you have people calling you every day like, hey girl, where's our money? Right? The collection people start calling and the mental toll that serious financial problems can put you in is probably not worth the mental toll of having to go sell cell phones every day. But if that's your dream job, like for me, like that's not an ideal job for me. However, I am not by any means, I want to be super clear, bashing anyone who sells cell phones in my world. That's not a perfect job. And I know that because I've had that job. (laughs) However, it's a great job for a lot of people. It's just a personality thing. No disrespect no bashing by any means, just my own personal preference. Number 12, network. Network with people you know, people who are on your phone, people who are in your, you know, Snapchat, your Instagram, your Facebook, blah, 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 blah. But also network with people who are on your LinkedIn, people who you may be, you know, acquaintances with, or maybe it's a total stranger, but network, get your name out there, ask around who has what going on, you know, what kind of opportunities are out there you know, who could you talk to that might know someone who has an opportunity out there, right? Number 13, reach out to potential hiring managers and ask them for their advice on what you could do to get your foot in the door. Every company is going to be different. Every hiring manager is going to be different. However, they are still going to have some really good advice for you. Number 14, find a recent college grad support system. Maybe that is your own personal support system filled with friends and family. Maybe that is people who you went to school with, who you just want to help cheer each other on while you get that first job out of school. And if you don't have that, or if you want it to be more of like a meetup type of deal, if something like that doesn't exist, don't be shy. Create it. There have been many times where I'm like, hey, I need this thing in the world and the world doesn't have it. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go make it. And if other people want to join in, great. All right. Those are my 14 tips for you. I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be here and listen to the show. I appreciate you more than you will probably ever know. Thank you. You can find the show notes below and then over at stephdennis13.com as well. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over 
to listen to careertalk.com for more information. And you can help support the show via PayPal or Anchor. Both the links are below. And if you have been enjoying the show, please take a quick moment, leave a rating and or review for the podcast. It really helps. And I, I truly love reading them. So thank you for everyone who has done that. You can reach out to me on social media, Facebook at StephDennis13, Instagram, also at Career Talk Podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing and so awesome. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.